This is 937 a ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn will get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Yes, 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 that's right. The captain of the ticket, 93.7. Sponsored by Wingstop, www.wingstop.com. Get to one of our three locations, 50th and O Street, 29th and Pine Lake Road, or 28th and Superior. Tell them I sent you, and you can get any flavored chicken sandwich you want. Period. Spicy corn. We got it all. Get over there right now. It's, on, it's 11. We're open. You can call in. They got Uber Eats and DoorDash and all types of different people that can help you out there. But without further ado, what I want to do is, I want to play, uh, and, and Bob, what we'll do is, I'm going to play a piece of this. Uh, I've been watching YouTube. I've been watching uh, the Don Collins show for a while now. And, and you know, I've, I've never said anything, but I've always just watched from, you know, afar. And it's been very, very interesting and uh, eye-opening, um, some of the things that Don has to say. So I want to I want to go this, this next hour. What we're going to do is we're going to play the Black Elephant. Okay, by and and this is from uh, um, the Don Collins show, and then we're going to bring in Don Collins, and we're going to see what he has to say about what he had to say, and then we're going to go from there. So, without further ado, let's play uh, the first piece, and then I'll, I'll pause you, and then and then Don, you there? I, I am here, Vershawn. Yes. All right, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some of this first the, the first piece, and then I'll, I'm gonna stop it, and then we'll talk a little bit, and then we'll go forth for, from there. All right, so just a minute. If I told you that coaching was not about what you knew, it was who you knew, coaching is not what you know, it's who you know, and that's why there's not a lot of black coaches around. And that's why Nebraska's never had a black coach. Now, does that statement seem to be true to you? You like that statement coming from me? Just some guy on YouTube? Well, we'll come back to that statement in a minute. Hmm. Darn. Yes. First and foremost, set the, set the stage um, how long you been a Husker fan? How long you been doing? What? Who are you? Give us a little bit of snipping into Don Collins. Well, I've been a Husker fan since 1992. I moved here originally from another state, and I, I was hesitant to be a Husker fan in the beginning because uh, when I moved here, uh, I had been told from a non-Husker fan that Husker fans complained and whined about the refs and uh, they never got the calls, and the media was set against them, et cetera. And it was not until the uh, Florida State game, uh, I guess in 92, that I really kind of woke up to being a Husker fan, and I've been a fan ever since. Perfect. So over the years, you've been here for the good, uh, the bad, the ugly, the good again, the bad and the ugly, right? <laughs> Correct. That is right, yeah. Perfect. So that first piece, that first clip that I just played, uh, elaborate on that. Why do you feel that way? And, you know, what say you as far as the first piece you just said? Well, the the uh, one thing I would like to challenge people to do before they make any uh, decisions about a video that I've done or any comments that you've made or anybody, the, looking at the headline of the first sentence doesn't really describe the entire arc of what someone's got to say. So I, I began that video, The Black Elephant in the Room, with a comment that, 
at face value doesn't seem to make sense. Coaching is not about what you know, it's who you know. However, if you watch the fullness of the video, you discover that there's more to that comment than me, me just making it. it. It is, in short, not my lived experience and is not my personal opinion, but it is the way I began the video for a point that I wanted to make that is dovetailed with the last comment in the video. All right, so what we'll do, let's, let's play a second. Let's, let's go to part number two and we'll get back. There's a fable that you've probably heard of or that you, you know about from your youth about the blind men and the elephant. The blind men, there's a group of blind men who um, get to put their hands on an elephant and they're asked what it is they think they're touching. And one man says, well, it's a tree trunk because he touched the, the elephant's leg. Another man says it's a, it's a giant fan waving in the breeze because of the elephant's ear. Another guy says it's a big, thick snake touching the the elephant's trunk. And each of these men has a perception of what it is they're touching. And their perceptions, what they believe to be true, in none of the cases is the actual truth. Because in reality, it's an elephant. It's not a tree. It's not a fan. It's not a snake. It's an elephant. And each one of those folks, coming from a different perspective, thinks that what they're touching is something that it is not. And round and round, we may go as blind men around an elephant, when in fact, this is 2022, and we have the ability to remove what blindfolds do exist, to see something before us. And that very something I want to share with you in this video is what I'm calling the black elephant in the room. When you talk about that, that blindness, Elaborate on that. Well, I can tell you from my experience for Sean that I've lived in states, and I'm going to, as, as real as you keep it, I'm going to go there right now. I grew up in states that were either predominantly black uh, or in some places, the Virgin Islands when I was a kid, 95% maybe. And I've also lived in Nebraska for a majority of my life, and I've seen the opposite. And I noticed that depending on where you are and depending on your circumstances, uh, at the age of 54, I've discovered that uh, people come to different discussions with a different set of blindnesses that they don't see the other person's perspective. And when it comes to the issue of race, and specifically with Mickey Joseph as the head coach, I'm fascinated by the divide amongst people based on lines uh, that are pretty stereotypical. And my hope is that through the discussion, we can all take the blinders that we have off because we're not physically blind, but I think we're blind to the perceptions and the perceived realities of other people. And in this case, it's a, it's a very important topic, and it's one that I know a lot of people think about, and it's on the tips of a lot of people's tongues. They're touching it, but they don't want to uh, say anything. They don't want to open their mouth, and I'm willing to do that. Next part. There are four groups of people that are Husker fans right now. There are those who believe that Mickey Joseph should be the head coach, but uh, and his skin color doesn't matter. There is a group of people who think he ought to be head coach, but his skin color will stop him from getting the job. There's a group of people who thinks that Mickey Joseph should not be the head coach, and his skin color has nothing to do with it. And there's a fourth group of people, I think the very smallest group, the tiniest fraction of people, who says Mickey Joseph should not be coached because he's black. 
Now these are all different opinions, all about the same man, all about the same position, all coming from different worldviews, all with different perceptions of reality. And I find it fascinating when I talk with people who are in these different groups, of which most people, I think most of the people think he ought to be coached and his skin color doesn't matter. I think that's where most people are. But when I talk with folks, invariably, they all come at this with two opinions. One, well, what is a belief, which I've shared with you, the different groups, but then they can't understand why another group would think something different. I mean, the, you know, the group I'm in is the group of people that thinks he ought to be coach and his skin color is irrelevant. But I've talked with folks who think he ought to be head coach and his skin color will stop him from getting the job. It really, if you want to know the truth about it, is why our society in 2022 is so fragmented. So many people coming at the same issues with different perceptions, all of us wanting the same things, and not all of us knowing how to get there. And all of us as Husker fans want a good head coach at Nebraska. Now, I believe that that man is Mickey Joseph. I've made the case in many videos why I believe Mickey Joseph ought to be the next official head coach at Nebraska. And when I talk with people about him, I, I get a lot of subjective reasons why they don't think he ought to be coach. Some people. Um, but those subjective reasons are reasons that I don't buy. I don't believe. I don't think Pause they're it. accurate. Pause it. Don, what's what's in a subjective reason? Well, uh, Vershawn, do you mind if I comment about something before Absolute, that, please? I, listen, Don, let's go, man. You go where you want to. Okay. Buddy. There's a, a group of people that have hit me up in comments, personal and, 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 and uh, public about this, that are offended by the fact that I've even brought this topic up. And I've, over and over, people say, well, I'm not racist. I don't see his skin color. I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody else I talk to sees his skin color. And when people tell me that, I, I remind them that the smallest group of people, I don't even think it's one in a thousand, would say he can't be coached because of his skin color. I don't think you'll hear that. And that is not the point of my video. The point of my video is to discuss the group of people out there who don't understand why some people have that perception. And it's the perception I'm most interested in. And now your question was on subjective reasons. Well, a subjective reason is one, and I'll give you the classic reason. It's about projecting into the future what a coach's win-loss record will be based on what has happened in the past. It seems objective because it, you seem like, wow, you say, well, look at the, uh, the teams he's coached and look at how they've done or that he has any experience at all. But I would like to remind fans who think that's the case, add up all the, quote, experience that Bill Callahan and Mike Riley and Scott Frost had. And if that experience counted for something, we would not even be talking about Mickey Joseph today. We'd be in a dynasty, the Bill Callahan dynasty. <laughs> and unfortunately, the experience argument that people use, they think, Vershawn, they're saying something very concrete, when in fact, just with our own experience, what we've seen with our own eyes, it hasn't panned out to be true. That's what I mean by the subjective experience. So the subjective reasons people give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next one, Bob. The subjective reasons that many of you have for Mickey Joseph not being head coach, those reasons that you give, I promise you, and I don't know how many players will see this video. I don't know how many folks who 
who believe like me will see this video. I don't know. But if you believe like me, if you, believe, if you understand where I'm coming from, I really wish we'd get some comments on this. Because you're not alone. Because there are lots of people out there who believe the subjective reasons some of you give for Mickey Joseph not being coach. Like, he doesn't have enough experience. Um, or he hasn't put up enough wins at Nebraska. Whatever that number, some people say it's he's got to win out for the rest of the year. He's got to at least be break even or better. Or he's got to beat this particular team in this particular circumstance. But all these are reasons that some of you give that I promise you are seen as excuses by those who believe his skin color matters. You don't have to agree with it. You don't got to think it's true. You don't got to think I'm right about it. But I'm telling you, the perception that many fans have is that if you don't hire Mickey Joseph for these subjective reasons, or even reasons you believe are objective, but they believe are subjective, it's going to be, well, for no other reason than he's a black man. I don't know, was it Einstein that said that when you remove all of the variables that are impossible or untrue, what you're left with has to be true? So a lot of folks, when you remove the, the variables, these subjectives, what you're left with is, well, got to be because he's black. I'm trying to lead some of you, in, I'm trying to get some of you to remove your blindfolds, take them off, and look around you. There are people touching something. They're touching. They, they don't know what the thing is exactly. They, they've made a judgment on something that they believe to be true that you believe the opposite of. And I'm asking some of you to take the blindfolds off and look around you at the room you're in. Mm. Elaborate, Don. Well, uh, I really do feel for people as fans who cling to the notion that win, winning and losing in terms of past performance or experience in, at all as a head coach, I really feel for the folks who think that is how you define who your next coach should be. And I could point to, for example, one example I give is the Bo Pelini example. He had exactly one year of head coaching experience before he took on the team. And that one year, excuse me, one game, I apologize. That one game was interim coach at Nebraska. And in the last 20 years, the one guy that we can point to and say we wish we had those records again was a guy who would not have met the criteria that fans today expect of Mickey Joseph. Now, Bill Callahan, Mike Riley, and the Golden Boy, Scott Frost, well, they had experience in spades. In fact, Scott Frost had so much uh, whiz kid experience that he was given a contract that I don't hear one person even pretending Mickey Joseph should get one-tenth of. Mm. I, I find it very startling that people continue to cling to the notion of experience and then dismiss that Mickey Joseph has had objectively more coaching experience than Scott Frost or Bill Callahan did before they took the job. And Mike Riley is a guy who had, get this, if, let, me, let me give fans who, who d doubt me on this and they think I'm wrong. Well, I'll tell you what, if Mickey Joseph had a uh, had eight bowl games he took teams to in the last decade. And of those eight bowl games, his teams won six. If he had a winning percentage of 75% you know, of his seasons were winning seasons, they would say, well, we got to hire Mickey Joseph. Well, the problem is that that was Mike Riley. 
and we know what happened with Mike Riley. So I just wish people would divorce themselves from the notion of experience and look at the actual experience that someone brings to the table. Mickey Joseph has coached as a position coach all the way to head coach in over 200 games. If you think he needs more experience on the job, what would the next bit of experience he have actually be? What would it be? So the experience argument, the wins and losses argument, when you apply them, here's my point, when you apply those same arguments, not generally to coaching, not to the sport of football over the last hundred years, but specifically the same people banging the table that Mickey Joseph does not have enough experience were the same people explaining to me why first Bill Callahan, then Mike Riley, and Scott Frost should be the coach with all their wonderful experience, and it gave Nebraska nothing but angst and having us right now at this conversation debating Mickey Joseph. People who talk about the experience argument is a subjective argument, and only the future will tell us whether or not it is borne out. Mm. Come on, Bob. The room that you're in extends much larger than you know. Malachi Coleman says, the new recruit, he's at Nebraska because of Mickey Joseph. Flat out said seven or eight months ago, uh, he wasn't going to be at Nebraska. Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer, A.J. Allen, go down the list of players that are at Nebraska because of Mickey Joseph. I can promise you, you don't want to hear this. Some of y'all don't want to hear this. You don't want this to be true. You don't think it's true. There are players on this team, I'm going to use language that's been used to me. I've heard this specific language. There would have been an exodus of players had Mickey Joseph not been made interim coach, and there will be an exodus of players if Mickey Joseph is not made official head coach at the end of the season. Tell me why you think there would be an exodus of players if Mickey's not the head coach at the end of the season. Uh, because, Vershawn, I can do something that if, if adults would actually do, uh, they'd hear – what is a coded language being used about Mickey Joseph. Uh, for example, Casey Thompson yesterday or two days ago talking about uh, how he loves Mickey Joseph, hopes he's still here. If you look at the players that Mickey Joseph recruited, you look at uh, the players who are here because of him specifically, if you believe, now I'm saying step away from opening up the Omaha World Herald and reading Chattel and McEwen and thinking you got something. Forget that. You need to get down with the real world. And understand that Mickey Joseph, as a man, is a friend and a mentor and a coach to these guys. Some of them haven't had a father figure like that, that other coaches in Nebraska history have not been able to offer. I mean, Tom Osborne, you can go back and say that. But So on a relationship level, if you hear players like Malachi Coleman, please don't listen to me, y'all. Go read what the man said. Malachi Coleman said that the reason he is here and seven or eight months ago, he wasn't coming here, is Mickey Joseph. If you think that that's just simply for publicity and for the press, you're wrong. These are young men with real relationships with a real man who will really leave this team. Because remember, we're no longer in the age where players got to stay at the same team. If they're good enough and another team wants them, they can leave. And I promise you, these men who came to Nebraska because of Mickey Joseph will darn sure pack their bags and go if he's not here. I tell you what, we're going to throw it to break, Don. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to keep going with Don, the black elephant in the room, the captain, the ticket, 93.7, with the black shirt and COVID.
Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.